You Can Mentor is a podcast about the power of building relationships with kids from hard places in the name of Jesus. Every episode will help you overcome common mentoring obstacles and give you the confidence you need to invest in the lives of others. You Can Mentor. long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there was a boy named Anakin Skywalker. He was full of potential, and though some believed he was too old to be trained in the Force, he was given a mentor named Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Obi-Wan Kenobi was trained in the Force by a man named Qui-Gon Jinn. Check it out, episode one of the Star Wars saga. Why am I sharing this with you? Today's episode is all about reasons why mentors need to be mentored themselves. We hope you enjoy today's episode. It has absolutely nothing to do with Star Wars and everything to do with mentoring. If you find it helpful, please share it with someone you know, or even possibly someone you would like to mentor you. You can mentor. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another episode of the You Can Mentor podcast. This is your boy, Zachary Garza Sr. Show some respect. I'm sitting here with the Murdog. Stephen Murray, yes. Put respect on that guy's name. On? On your name. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you were talking first person. <laughs> all right. Hey, today we are talking to all of you mentors out there listening to the You Can Mentor podcast about why you should have a mentor. This is a great episode. So I am just going to go right into it. I believe that submitting underneath authority and having a mentor is the secret sauce. I believe it is what takes us from this level to the next level because the Lord loves submission. It's his favorite thing because it's rooted in humility. It's rooted in, I need help. I don't know what I'm doing. Someone, please guide me, shepherd me, right? Oh man, it's so awesome. In my life, nothing has impacted me more than submitting to godly mentors. It's how I've learned how to be a good father, how I've learned how to be a good leader, how I've learned how to be a good everything, is by watching other men and women who love the Lord do it first. I can't go where I haven't seen someone first go. Yeah. And that's the power of mentoring. Absolutely. And I just believe it's so kingdom, right? Like God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And if we're sitting here, we're just a bunch of Isaacs, we all need Abrahams. And if we're mentoring, we've all got Jacobs, but we need Abrahams in our life. We need fathers. We need mentors. And so that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. And you can't, you can't give what you don't already have. And the main way you receive things is through relationships, investment, people who invest in your life and acknowledging their investment is, is what we're talking about today. Acknowledging who have been the mentors in your life and thinking about who are the people you need to pursue. If you're going to be a good mentor, you need to be mentored. That's right. Now, I know there's a difference between mentoring and discipleship, but in my mind, it's all the same, right? Go and make disciples. And so if you're supposed to go and make disciples, well, that means someone has discipled you, and then it's your turn to go and make disciples. There's a book called The Making of a Disciple, and they talk about how you won't know if you were effective as a mentor, as someone who makes disciples until the fourth generation. So what that means is, okay, if I'm mentoring Stephen, that's awesome, right? 
But if I'm not teaching him to mentor, then I'm not doing the best job possible. So I mentor Steven. I teach him to mentor someone else. Steven mentors John. And then John mentors Scott, right? I just made up those names. Very <laughs> generic white names. <laughs> but that's how I know is if I pour in to Steven, but I teach him how to invest into someone. And then Steven teaches that person how to invest into someone. That's that fourth generation. So may we not just mentor kids, but may we mentor kids and instill into them the value of mentoring yes. and spur them on to mentor other people. And if every person that you mentor mentors three people in their entire lifespan, I'm talking that's a generational movement. Yeah. If I mentor three and those three mentor three and Steven mentors three and those mentors, you know, they have three as well. I mean, we're talking like I'm no math wizard, but I think multiplication uh, works. It's exponential. That's the word I was looking for, exponential. I don't even know what that means, but it's that. <laughs> and this isn't a pyramid scheme. It's it's kingdom investment. When you mentor people and envision them to mentor, the fruit of your labor is exponentially multiplied. That's right. And it's and that's, that's the beauty of mentoring. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it, shall we? We should. Let's get into it. Don't know why I sang... I, I honestly think we need music transitions and man, I just I I'm just, gonna make that happen. I just feel like there's a song in my heart that needs to get out, honestly. I mean it's just You've been an upper room too much. God. Okay, why yes, Lord. why should people get a mentor? Okay, why you should get one is because the best do it. If you look at the people who are having the most impact, and I'm talking business, I'm talking sports, kingdom, whatever, behind that person of greatness, there's someone standing on the sidelines who've taught them everything that they know right? Every good athlete has a coach. Every good person who's entrepreneurial, they've learned from someone. Someone has taught them how to do it. And everyone who the Lord is using to multiply the kingdom like crazy, behind that person, there's a mentor. There's a father figure. There's someone who said, hey, I don't care about getting the credit. I'm going to invest into you everything that you know, and I'm going to be totally fine knowing that the Lord's going to use you by me teaching you what he has taught me. Yeah. So it is that Second Timothy 2.2. 2. I think that's it. Yeah, the Apostle Paul. Like, what you've heard from me, find faithful men yes. to teach to others. Yeah. That was a horrible. It's, that's probably some kind of new. I probably should read my Bible more. <laughs> new office. <laughs> new office translation. Translation. <laughs> I always love what you tell our staff. You're like, look at any successful person and you will find mentors who've got them to where they're at today. Right. And I think that that's... And this is what's so cool is when you mentor someone, like there's so much humility in that because that person's going to get all the credit and you get none. <laughs> but you've got to be okay with that because what man doesn't see, the Lord sees. And man, you might not get any anything here on earth for investing into someone else, but in heaven, mm -hmm. you're going to get a ton. Yeah. So why you should get one? Because the best do it. Two... Faithful with a little, master over much. You should always be growing, right? Yeah. Be a lifelong learner. Never grow tired of finding out ways to become more like Jesus. Never get tired of finding ways to better your craft or to improve yourself, right? So Yeah, and if, if you're a mentor but you're not being mentored, check yourself because that, that may be a symptom of pride that I have all the knowledge. I don't I, need help. I'm good. 
yeah, I'm the one that you should be learning from, not the one that's learning. And I, I, I think that that's, that's helpful. And even you see, I mean, just you say the best do it, but if, if the best are doing it, that means that they're always learning. Mm-hmm. Like they're always growing. Yep. And so you, you have to recognize that if you're going to be at the top, the only way to be at the top is to continually be invested in. Right. And there are people out there who say, you know, I am mentored by books. I'm mentored by podcasts. And yeah, hey, that's awesome. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But the Lord just tends to work in life on life. Like, yes, read books. Yes, podcasts, articles, whatever you need to do. Be a lifelong learner. But the best way to learn is by submitting underneath people. Yeah. Well, I've never met anyone who was discipled by Jesus outside of someone who wasn't Jesus. Does that make sense? No. Well, aside from the 12 apostles, all of us have been discipled by someone that wasn't Jesus. And oh, yeah. thinking about, I mean, if I haven't met someone that was men, said, my mentor is the Bible. Like, yes, your mentor is the Bible, but someone was teaching you that, holding you accountable mm-hmm. to it and calling you into it. Right. And if you don't have that person, really, you can just do whatever you want without yep. any accountability. And that's not a good place to be. Nope. The Lord changes lives three ways, through his spirit, through the Bible, and through other people. Being mentored is allowing the Lord to change your life through other people. Is it messy? Yeah. Do those people get it right? Are they perfect? Nope. But there's something that happens when you're in relationship. You can forgive. You can go through hard times. You can go through good times. You can celebrate. You can cry. You can laugh. God works through relationships. That's why I have a tattoo on my back that says relationships change lives. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't have a tattoo. In Chinese. (laughs) I actually do have a Chinese tattoo. And so... um, Hey, that gets us to our next point. Humility. I'm just kidding. (laughs) The third one, set the example. Okay? It's simple. Do what you want your mentee to do. If you are like, hey, man, you need to be mentored. You need to submit. You need to find godly authority and do what they say. And well, you've got to do it first. Yeah, you got to walk the walk. Because more is caught than taught. And I, I find people that... I think in getting into mentoring someone, that's what propels them to get mentored yeah. and to seek out advice. For sure. And so I I don't want it to come off like you have to have a mentor before you start mentoring, like this prerequisite kind of deal where you have a contract mm-hmm. with yeah. some older person that's smarter than you. But it's more of recognize, hey, getting into mentoring, you're you're committing to being an example. And yeah. to be that example, you're going to need support. The next one, all right? I'm calling it, you got to get covered up. Like, mm. find someone to cover you. Find someone to submit under so that they can provide this kind of unseen protection. Whenever you submit to someone, the Lord honors that, and you get protected not only physically by your mentor, but also by the Lord. When the Lord looks down and sees someone who's humbly submitted, he loves it. It's like he just puts his hand on that. Yeah. Isn't and that something that my wife's just supposed to do to me? What? Submit. Oh, my gosh. Katie, I hope you're not <laughs> listening to this because if so, Stephen's sleeping on my couch for the next two weeks. <laughs> no, we love everyone in this podcast, especially our wives yes. and women. Y'all are – I. this is a side part. The next <laughs> – I was joking. Man, the Lord is moving so mildly through women, godly women. Watch out, world. Come on. They're coming. Godly movement. Yeah. All right. Next up, it's an act of humility. And we've talked about that, but nothing says humility like saying, I don't know. Can you please help me? 
Like God doesn't like pride, but he exalts those who are humble. And that's in the Bible many a times. And so just like humility, 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 the, the son of man came not to be served, but to serve. He is the picture of humility and we want to be like him. Yeah. Next up, Murdoch, hit us with that truth. Don't go alone. Who are the people you need to pull in who are smarter than you, more careful th- than you, willing to say the hard thing, tell yeah. you the truth? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've loved being mentored by Zach here in this room because he he's willing to say things that other people aren't willing to say. And you need someone in your life to do that. If you don't, you're in, you're in a, a, what do you call it? A vacuum Mm -hmm. of just affirmation of just how you want to live your life and you're in complete control. And so it's, it's kind of similar to submission. If you're not submitted, you are calling the shots. You're not allowing anyone else to influence or help you see things that are in your blind spots. I mean, every, I'm not going to say every accident, a majority of the accidents I've been in were because I wasn't able to see the car that I was about to hit. And I, I think for leaders and for mentors, the, the areas that we don't see in our own lives, we need someone to speak into it and, and tell us the truth and, and look into our blind spots and, and call us, not, not just to account, but, but say, hey, have you ever thought about this? And surrounding yourself with smart people, I don't think you can go wrong. Like Zach. Thank you. Well, and how I learned that is because I submitted underneath my mentor, a guy named Scott Frost, who's currently our board chairman. And the dude's not afraid to tell me whenever I've got a big old log in my eye that I can't see. And that's what's so great. And that's how the Lord has created us, right? We need other people. Like we can't see where we're going wrong. We don't see where, I mean, we are, as human beings, we don't have full perspective. But yeah. God surrounds us with people. I was eating a hot dog just this past week. I love hot dogs. So good. And I had some mustard on my chin, right? And this person came up to me and he's like, hey, man, you've got something on your chin just right here. And, uh, oh, oh, thanks so much. And then I thought to myself, how long have I been walking around with mustard on my face? And how <laughs> many people didn't say anything mm-hmm. to me, right? Well, there's a lot of mustard on my face at all times. <laughs> And I need people to be like, hey, Garza, yeah. you're, there's mustard on your face. You're speaking too harsh. You're being prideful. You're not being gentle. Yeah. You think you're awesome. And more times than not, they're right. Something we've talked about before, and I think this is true, the smartest people in the room don't tend to give unsolicited advice. They wait until you ask for it. Mm-hmm. And so if you're sitting in a room and you're not willing to say, hey, do you see anything wrong in my life? Or what do you think about Mm -hmm. this? And ask that question. More often than not, the only advice you're going to get is from the the people in the room that just say what they think. And those people aren't necessarily the the best people to get Mm -hmm. advice from. It's it's the people that you pursue and invite in. And and we have to ask those questions in order to be mentored. And let me be the first to tell you, don't find a mentor just based on their title. I know people who, quote unquote, aren't successful in the eyes of the world, who have been some of the best mentors I have. Like they're wise, they have experience, they've been through some stuff, right? And so like, don't go after their titles, don't go after their experience, don't go after how much cash they have or da da da. Go after their character, go after their heart. But so much of having a mentor is like having a father. 
And whether you had an awesome father or not, we all could use some more shepherding. And first Corinthians 4.15 says this, For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then be imitators of me. There's a lot of guides out there. People who are, hey, go here, go here. But a father, a father will tell you the thing that you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they love you. Because they love you more than they want your approval. You know, I am willing to tell someone the thing that they need to hear, the thing that I believe the Holy Spirit has told me to tell them in some cases, and the thing that's keeping them from being the most like Jesus, I am willing to do that because I care more about them than whether or not they like me. Yeah. Now I have to say that in the right way, but be a father, be a mentor who says the hard thing, but also have people in your life who are doing the same for you. Mm-hmm. It's vital. It's everything, yeah. man. It's so, I mean, that is kingdom. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's kind of like fathers versus Google search. Like that's the guide. Yeah, like, right. And your question that you put in Google search will influence the, the answers it gives you. If I type in, is coffee good for you? I'll get a thousand articles that are like, coffee's so good for you. If I type in, is coffee bad for me? I'll get a thousand things that say, yeah, coffee's totally bad for you. Like caffeine, totally, like what are you doing to your body? And with a father, you're not going to get an easy answer. The answer that you want to hear, you're going to get relationship. You're going to get follow-up questions. You're going to get the dive deep mm-hmm. that really someone who cares for you, not just an answer that's thrown at you. And where two or more are gathered, there I am. I've never experienced the Holy Spirit through Google. <laughs> hasn't <laughs> happened. But I've experienced the Holy Spirit a ton when I'm sitting around people, mm. right? Last one. All right. Mental- Unless you type in like Bible Hub or something like. I mean, you rap- <laughs> Jeez, Murdoch. I don't know why I... You never read a commentary? Come on, come on, Zach. Last one. Mentor relationships always lead to more opportunities and insights that can benefit those you mentor. Mm. So if you really care about being the best mentor possible, if you care about the person that you're investing into, you got to keep filling up that tank. And you do that by getting with mentors. Yeah, go listen to our episode about social capital Mm. because that that fits right in of who are the people that you can connect your mentee to. and And maybe those people are your mentors. And can I also just say, guys, I feel so smart when I use the word social capital. It, it's just, it, like, I, I, I agree. I'm just, I'm feeling real smart. <laughs> all right. So those are all the reasons why you should get a mentor. And I know what you guys are thinking. All right. You're like, man, Zach, that's so great. You're so smart, man. I just, I want to do this. Now, how do I do it? How do I find one? I, I don't feel like there's a mentor out there for me. And we're going to break that down for you. Murdoch. Break it down. Tell them how to find one. How to find a good mentor. <laughs> Number one, surround yourself with people who you want to be like. Matt Clark, if you're listening, I want to be like you. Be intentional about putting yourself in that room. I, yeah, I mean, you have to pursue. Mentees, at least for us adults, if we're wanting to be like someone, we have to pursue them. We have to reach out to right. them and invite yourself over. I mean, these some of the guys that mentor me, they're in my church. I feel the freedom to just go over to their house mm-hmm. un, 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 unsolicited, uninvited. Yeah. yeah um, maybe there's some other people I shouldn't show up to their house. I'd probably get in trouble. But how are you being intentional to pursue those people and be in their presence? And again, like take them out to coffee. Mm-hmm. This guy, Bob Mabry, he lives in Saxe. I don't even know where Saxe is. He said, I asked him if he would meet with me. He said, if you can meet me in Garland at 6 a.m. at this coffee shop. I'll see you there. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes. Okay. 
sometimes it's not going to be convenient, but it's also, <clears throat> do you, do you want the investment of an older man? Are you going to be intentional to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I first came to know the, the Lord, there's this guy who was my age and he said, I'll disciple you, but you have to meet at 5 a.m. at Cafe Brazil 75 in university. I don't think you like Cafe Brazil, do you? I don't. I don't <laughs> like overrated. But he said 5 a.m. Thursdays. And I was like, 5 a.m.? That's so early. Like, no. But I was like, yes, I want it. And I did. And the Lord changed my life through it. This is what I love, okay? Try to follow me here because I don't know if I will make sense. When you go to where someone lives, when you carve out time to meet with them, when you're doing things that are difficult to get what you want, that's called sacrifice. Mm. And the Lord loves sacrifice. He honors sacrifice. That's why I love going to like conferences and things like that. It's because I'm paying money. I'm. It takes effort to go. I have to take a road trip and da da da. But paying 200 bucks, taking a road trip, taking a couple of days off of work, that's a sacrifice. And God tends to honor that. So surround yourself with people that you want to be like, right? My kids are all about the show Wildcrats right now. Wildcrats. Yeah, you don't have any kids, so you wouldn't know. Well, I but, have one, but uh, he's, oh, he's yeah. learning ABCs. But it talks all about animals and things like that. And what I found out is animals that are alike are in the same pack, and they hang out with each other. So if you want to be an eagle, you got to hang out with eagles. If you want to be a cheetah, you got to hang out with cheetahs. Same time, cockroaches hang out with other cockroaches too. I'm not calling you a cockroach. <laughs> but what I am saying is, Hang out with who you want to be like. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Wow. Right? That's good. Um, so be intentional about that. And then know what you want, mm -hmm. right? That is the second part. Know what you want and ask for it. Hey, you know, guy, you're a great husband. Can you teach me how to do that? Hey, I see that you're a good father. I need help in that area. Can you go out to coffee with me for six weeks and just teach me everything that you know about how to be a good father? So be specific. Don't be vague, right? And kind of do your homework a, a tad bit, right? I think that's the hardest part. Yeah, is, I mean, people who have a good, like, okay, this guy's built business after business after business after business. I should probably ask him about how to build a business. But it takes some homework to find out where he's strong and where he's Yeah, but in. if you if your expectation is, I'm just going to go get coffee with this guy one time, and he's going to teach me how to do it. Yeah. It's like every Facebook ad I've seen in the last three years is like, download this thing and it'll teach you how to make $100,000 this month. And it's it's like, there there's no video that could do that. Right. And if anyone's selling you something, talking about something that they're doing, really the way they make money is selling you that thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, <laughs> guys, for, for thousands of years, people have learned from people. Only in the last, you know, 400 years have we had things like books and, and podcasts, podcasts back in... 1810 but like learning from people works like, there's a reason why like you were in apprentice for years before you started your own shoe shop right like people will learn best from people so um know what you want and ask for it be specific um the lot uh the next one yeah find someone who succeeded but more importantly find someone who has failed because you can learn so much, I would say, so much more from learning from someone's failures than you can from their successes. Wow. That's what's so great about failing is, yeah, it stinks, and yeah, it's hard, but if you take advantage of it, you can learn so much and become wise. So look at, you know, Bible character after Bible character after Bible character. They fail a lot, 
but they learn from it and they become more like Jesus. And in some ways, God allows us to fail one, so we can learn, but two, so we can get humbled. So take advantage of that. Ask people, yeah, hey, what works? Tell me how you got here. But also ask them, hey, tell me where you failed. Tell me if you had to go back and do something over again. Tell me what you change, you know. Now, is getting is getting a mentor a way to not fail, like to prevent failure? I or? think it can eliminate some failures, yeah, because they've paid the cost, right? Like they've paid the toll of failure to get to where they are today. Sometimes you can learn from them. Sometimes you just have to figure out on your own, right? So that just depends. But I would think that everyone fails from time to time because we're not perfect. But well, and even what you tell me is like, if you're not failing, are you really trying? Or are you you're not trying? <laughs> Got to put yourself out there, man. Failure. I love failing so much. Like <laughs> it is so good because you can learn from it so much. But that's because I'm super positive. But and so if your mentor has no failures in their life, are are they really? the person you should be learning from. That's hard to hear, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, and so this is the last one. There are probably people in your church who want to mentor you. Just like you don't know how to find a mentor, they don't know how to find a mentee. And so it's pretty similar just to asking someone out on a date. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, I like you. I think you've got something cool. Let's hang out. Does that mean you have to totally like them? or Because uh, I think that's that's the issue is like, some I can hear someone saying like, well, all the old people at my church, like they're mean or they don't seem like very inviting. And I, I can just hear someone saying that. Yeah. So what would well, you? Well, I I would say this. There's a preconceived notion that the person who's mentoring you has to be older than you. And I would argue against that. Now, yeah, more times than not, that's a good thing. But I've been mentored by people who are my age. And I've been mentored by people who I'm older than. But... I mean, no, like you don't have to like everything about, you know, the person who is mentoring you. Just like I don't have to like every word in a book that I like, right? No, like one of my sayings that my mentor told me is you got to chew up the meat and spit out the bones. Mm -hmm. So like there's always going to be some bones that you just have to spit out. So there might be a mentor who has nine things that you really like, but two things that you don't like we'll focus on the nine things or focus on the one thing that you do like also just in regards to a mentor some mentors last six weeks some mentors last six months some last 60 years mm -hmm. so just know that there's a season for everything uh, cool that's good man well i i love the thought that we we shouldn't hold our mentors to an expectation on them being the perfect mentor but the idea is that we have something to learn. Yeah. And as we approach those relationships, yeah. particularly men in the church, if if you find a godly man who's pursuing Jesus and actively in, involved in a, a community where he's being challenged to do that, there's probably something you can learn from them. Yeah. Everybody's my teacher. Everybody is my teacher. Everyone has something you can learn from. So let's let's go into what to do when you get the guy. You mm -hmm. get the mentor, you get the gal. You're on the date, the first date, Whoa. the first mentor. What what do you do as a mentor? Or, or what do you do as a mentee? Yeah, so I will not mentor someone who doesn't do what I say. It's that simple. So, you know, one thing that I do as a mentor is I always give someone a little bit of homework. Hey, for next week, read this verse and tell me what you think. And if he comes back, that shows me that he's, 
this is kind of how I say it, is he's fat, faithful, available, teachable. If he doesn't, oh, sorry, my kid got sick. Sorry, I had, I was like, bro's one verse. Like, <laughs> you couldn't have made, like, you could have showed up. a really up. long verse. Like, uh, but <laughs> what to do when you get one, be the best student possible, yeah. right? Do what they say, build the relationship, invest, know that it's a process, but you've got to do what they say. Like, I'll invest into someone as long as I know that my investment is bearing fruit. If my investment is not bearing fruit, I will go find someone who my investment will bear fruit in. Mm -hmm. I have yet to find a mentor who doesn't like to invest into someone who isn't a good steward with their with their time, with their advice, with their wisdom. And that's something that every mentor of a kid from a hard place experiences: right. the frustration of this kid's not listening. He doesn't mm -hmm. he doesn't make it a priority, and so all of those things that you feel in your mentor relationship, or maybe feel reflect that to yourself. Are you doing what your your mentor is asking of you? Are you taking their advice? Are you submitted? And I, I think that's that's a challenging log in your own eye yeah. kind of moment. Next up is you've got to make it easy on them. Like go go to them, work around their schedule, be flexible, just look for any opportunity to spend time with them. Hey, can I go to the gym with you? There's a guy here in town his name is steve harden and i know steve walks around the track at like highlands four times a week and if i ever need time with steve hey steve can i go walk with you oh yeah man of course brother but i know that like that's part of his week and if i want to get his time he's an important man i have to go to him and i have to walk with him on maxwell has a story about paying 100 dollars an hour to spend an hour with someone that he admired that's awesome. Hey, give me an hour of your time and I'll give you $100. And like he has planned vacations and like he has like he's made his life revolve around them, not make them revolve their lives around his schedule. Yeah, so, how valuable is it to you? Man, just connect into their rhythms. Make yeah. it easy. That's good. Next up, don't don't ask for everything the first conversation, right? Like come on, guys, girls, like it's just like don't ask for them to marry you on the first date. Like, don't go full boil on them. Um, but yeah, like, it's better to have one question than ten questions. Yeah, right. So just like, hey, like, what is the one piece of advice that I want today? Hey, can can you teach me how you pursue your wife? Hey, can you teach me how you read your Bible? Can you teach me how you spend time with? Them? Yeah, ask them for stories. Right, and yeah, so just one bite at a time. Next up, mentors aren't vending machines. You guys got to build the relationships, okay? Life is all about relationships. So you aren't just using them for their wisdom. Like, no, you're actually creating a relationship. So how do you do that? Well, you ask them questions. Ask them about their lives. Pay attention. If they have a family, know their names. Know things that are important to them, right? And so just like do the, do the things that you would do in regards to building a relationship with anyone but just do that with your mentor. Yeah. Like, are, are you writing a thank you card? Oh man. Saying, Hey, thank, thank you yes. for spending time with me. I really appreciated it. Yes. This is what I took away. Yeah. Are you taking notes? Are you acknowledging them as a person mm -hmm. and how they've given you value? Yeah. Cause I think when, when we do that, that's communicating relationship right. that, that this is what I got from you and I'm really grateful for it. Saying thank you is like pouring gasoline on a fire. Like it's so great. One thing that I do is if I go to a mentor, I'm like, Hey, I need some advice in this area. And he gives it to me to thank him and to show him that I actually, you know, did something, did something with his advice. 
as soon as I do it, I'll text him. Hey, I was having an issue with my wife. You told me to do this. I did. And it was awesome. Thank you so much for your wisdom. There's no way that I could have done that without you. And like, that makes the mentor feel so good. It makes him feel like he's making an impact and that makes him want to spend time with you again. So the next time you call, Hey, can we go grab coffee? He's saying, okay, the last time I had coffee with Zach, I gave him advice and he did it and it changed his life. Yeah, I'll for sure have coffee with him again. Uh, a men mentoring hack is to do something based off of something you've learned from someone who's not mentoring you yet to show them that you really care about their investment and the things that you've learned from them from afar. That is a great way mm -hmm. to grow closer. I mean, I've had so many situations where I've I've emailed or texted people in my life that have influenced me from afar. And when you do something with or respond to someone's life or the things that they're doing, it, it matters them to hear the feedback of how they've impacted you. And so it, it doesn't necessarily have to happen. The mentor relationship begins, then the impact. Sometimes mm -hmm. I, people from afar are influencing me and I'd let them know, hey, when you said this on this Facebook post or in this video or at church, I took that and this is what I did with it. And I think, I think that's a really uh, great way to build relationship with those mentors. Yeah, it's great, Stephen. The next one, you've got to pass it on. And why is because, well, we talked about this. Like That's how you advance the kingdom. So teach someone else. But also when you teach someone else, that really locks it in. Like, yeah, you can learn it. But when you teach what you learned, that's when you start to become an expert. Don't collect wisdom, but pass on the things that people have taught you, right? Like freely I have received, freely I give. Yes. And then lastly. Well, and I'll just say on that, I oh. told every single college student in my ministry that the way I want to live my life is that I don't want anything that I've received to end with me, but begin with me. And so if someone's sharing something, I want it to be as if I'm, I'm the first one that shares it. Mm -hmm. And if everyone acts that way, all of the knowledge, wisdom that the church is receiving from God, as well as from one another, the skills that he's given us will be given away. And that's, that's a beautiful act of generosity yeah. with mentoring. Stephen, talk about number six, tell your story. Number six is take it slow. So r rushing the process of mentorship is a sure way to not get everything out of it. So don't be in it for quick, short-term solutions. Commit to mentorship for long-term growth. There, there is this proverb that I read. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. It says this. It says, how long would it take me to become great under you? This guy asks his, his master. And, and the master says, it'll take 10 years. The guy says, I don't have that long, says the student. I want to be good soon. What if I worked very hard and dedicated myself completely to the task? Okay, 30 years, he says back. But that's, not, that's even longer, the student says with some perplexity. I'm telling you that I'm in a hurry. So the master replies precisely, students in a hurry end up taking even longer to learn what is right in front of them. <laughs> that's a Mr. Miyagi moment right there. <laughs> wax on, wax off, bro. Yeah, right. So that's awesome. I, I just, I, I think that's so true that if we're in a hurry to get mm -hmm. the quick solution, it's going to cost us a lot more time, a lot more in, in the long run, yeah. like that, that mentorship should be, should be slow. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like novelty versus intimacy that novelty is just like, what's the next thing? And just moving, 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 moving. Or do we grow in depth and wisdom and wisdom isn't necessarily the, the easy thing. That's right in front of you. 
yeah, uh, patience, right? Like the Lord's not in a hurry. He, he has no timetable. And so we've got to be patient. Fruit of the Spirit. It is a fruit of the Spirit. It's one that I overlook often. Probably because I'm in a hurry. All right. The next one, feel free to avoid the word mentor. And I say that even though we have a podcast called You Can Mentor and we run an organization called Forerunner Mentor. But I always let the mentor kind of give himself a title. <laughs> so like, I am not like, this is my mentor. This is my spiritual father, right? Like <laughs> I, I call him what he calls himself. So pay attention to how he refers to himself when he's talking to you or when he introduces, you know, um, you to someone. So yeah, it doesn't have to be official. Yeah. Your mentors don't have to like sign a, sign a six month contract. Right. <laughs> right. So just, Hey, be flexible in that regard. And then last one, which I think might be one of the most important ones. I hate this one. Oh man. It's so good, man. Don't check out when they challenge you. Like when they start talking about the hard stuff, when they start talking about, Hey bro, you've got a lot of mustard on your chin. <laughs> Don't leave. <laughs> like the heart is good. Oh man. Like that's where you grow. Like you aren't perfect. And this person has come alongside you and he's been bold enough. She's been courageous enough to point out areas where you're weak, to point out your flaws, to tell you the things that you don't see. If that's not love, I don't know what is. Mm -hmm. Early on, whenever a mentor would tell me something that I didn't like to hear, I would wash my hands and be like, I'm done with them. They don't love me. They're out to get me. They're not for me. And then someone once told me this. You know, I was at a board meeting and there was one of my board members told me something hard. I got mad. Might have acted like a child. And after the board, you know, after the board meeting, this other guy came up to me and said, Zach, you realize that he is volunteering his time, mm. that he didn't have to say that. And he knew that saying the hard things would cause, you know, a tiny bit of friction. And he did that because he loves you, not because he's out to get you. Remember, they're volunteering. Like they are doing this for free. And that really opened up my eyes. I'm like, man, when someone gives you hard words, when someone tells you the truth, even if they don't say it the right way, even if they're a little bit too harsh, you know, even if they don't, present it to you exactly how you want, you've got to believe the best mm -hmm. and say, man, you know what? I believe this person's for me and I'm going to take what they have said to me and I'm going to ask some other people and I'm going to bring it towards the Lord. I'm going to ask my wife and I'm going to sit on it and see if there's any truth into it. And more times than not, there is. So I've, I've thought a lot about like giving people a process for giving feedback that would be easy to receive. It doesn't exist. Yes. <laughs> No, it's hard. People do that encouragement sandwich. Yeah. I hate that. That drives me insane. That's awesome um, because I just <laughs> that's all tell you, you exactly. That's, I'm just, <laughs> no, but I, the one piece of feedback that has always stayed with me, and I mean, I just think that that's, that's good to know. Like there's no easy way to give feedback. There's no easy way to receive it, but it's necessary. Mm -hmm. One piece of feedback someone gave me, they said, Stephen, I don't think it's, it's, it's not easy to give you feedback because I don't think you'll receive it. In the moment, I didn't even think that that was true, which is kind of telling of maybe it is true. <laughs> but the fact that they said that, that has stuck with me anytime I've received feedback. Mm -hmm. I think back to someone telling me it's hard to give you feedback. Yep. And so maybe I should hone in and focus when someone is speaking into my life. And I, I think that that's a really important skill 
to have that the foundation of it is feedback is hard. Know that it is. Yeah. Don't reject it. There's a great book called Necessary Endings. I think it's by Cloud. It might be by John Townsend. I get those two confused. But it's a great book. It talks about receiving feedback. I encourage you to read it. But I would also say that something that one of my mentors, a guy named John Kazeman, told me is no matter how outlandish someone's feedback sounds, no matter how they deliver it, no matter what, there's always a little bit of truth in it. Even if it's 99% wrong, you can say, Holy Spirit, is there 1% that's right? Mm-hmm. And more times than not, there is. So um, be wise, receive feedback. Yeah. All right. Rarely is it 1%. <laughs> yeah, right. It's 99%. Like, yeah. Oh, the 1%. Uh, yeah, it's, he's off. Totally off. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go through these quick because we're done. But remember, more is caught than taught. Just mm-hmm. spending time with someone who you think is wiser in one area is a great use of your time. Observe. Watch them work. Be around them. More is caught than taught. Two, remember, it's only for a season. Okay, so don't get mad when a mentor is like, hey, I'm super busy and I can't meet with you. Be thankful for what they gave you, not mad about what they haven't given you yet. Mm-hmm. A mentor is not the solution, but he or she can be part of the solution. Okay, so... Just know that it's not about just dictating advice, but it's about coming together. Like the best things that I've learned from my mentors is when we can do something together. I just sat in an, in a, in a budget meeting for two hours. I hate budgets. I have no idea how to do them, (laughs) but I've sat in them now for years and now I know how to do them. Why? Because one of my board members sits me down and teaches me how to do it. He does it with me. He shows me and now I can do it. So want to say thanks, Chad. Next, are you adding value to your mentor? Even if it's just encouragement, even if it's just support, how are you making their life better? Are you saying thank you? Are you in some way adding value to them? You can improve their life through encouragement, through gifts, through whatever, just make their life better. Like I'm a gift card, like take them out to a nice dinner like just celebrate them. It'll be great. And then last, mentoring is active. It's not passive. Like it can get dirty. It can get messy. It can get hard. Stick with it because it is the key to growth. It's humility. It is submission. It is how the Lord grows us. Relationships change lives. Yes, you mentoring someone else, but also he can transform your life by you being mentored. So amen. do it. Dog close us out. Thanks for listening to the You Can Mentor podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. Rate this podcast, share it, tell your friends about us, send us a text message, an email, a tweet. Uh, what? Yeah, we have Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you're a mentoring leader, we'd love to invite you to be a part of our learning labs. They are once a month. We talk about common mentoring issues with other leaders in Christian mentoring. And yeah, we'd love to meet you. So send us a note. You can mentor. You can mentor. <laughs>